welcome to Don't Ask Me That, a local pastor podcast. It is a known fact that every local pastor in every local church is an absolute expert in absolutely everything. And this is the show where we prove that that is just absolutely not true. But we do know some stuff, and what we don't know, we'll probably make up. So here is our best shot at your super hard questions. What's going on out there, podcast land? This is resident local pastor Cody Cannon with our Don't Ask Me That, the local pastor podcast. Uh, we're getting real practical today, uh, some job place questions. And so I got my friend uh, Joe Biggs in here with us again. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, Cody. How are you? Not bad at all. Thank you so much for being with us today. What day is it today? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the reason uh, Joe is so relevant to a question like this particular one is uh, he was in ministry as full-time ministry as a youth pastor and is now, he got a real job and is a teacher in a uh, local high school. And so uh, I just feel like uh, just the dichotomy of that's really helpful because these questions were posed to me as a pastor, um, but you can kind of answer from your perspective of kind of in the in the workplace, kind of real job kind of stuff. Yeah, Does that sounds sound, good. Sound good? Let's do it. Okay, so the, this guy asked us, um, and I think it's a good question. I think it's probably a super relevant question for a lot of people is, um, how do I love the people that I work with? Uh, even when it's difficult or I don't want to, and then he even threw on the end, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest, right? Yeah. Like he's like, I don't, I don't even want to do that, but yeah. uh, do, do you guys think I have to? Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Well, first of all, I, you know, it dawns on me every once in a while, you know, like just how much time we spend at work if you work outside the home. And um, it makes sense that we would, when we're thinking about living out our faith, that we would ask questions like that because we we do spend many of us do spend so much time at our jobs. Right, it know? is absolutely a good question and it's an yeah. honest one. Yeah, and if we're gonna if we're gonna be followers of Jesus who are following Him seven days a week, then what we do on Wednesday morning is is as maybe more important than what we do on Sunday morning, right? Right, I mean, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, because that's that's who we are, a big part of our lives. Is, and where, is where workplace. literally all evangelism will happen, right, is, right. is those other times of the week. Yeah. And, and that I've said that multiple times in our church is, like, our plan for evangelism as a church is to take whatever, a couple hundred people that show up on a Sunday, preach the gospel, equip them with the gospel, and then send them out to hundreds of different places all throughout this area. That's an awesome plan. That's a really good plan. And so I think it is absolutely a good question if that's what they're wanting to do in their job. Yeah. So thank God, you know? Yeah. But having said that, I mean, it's hard to love some people at work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not picturing anyone in my head right now or anything. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like it's just real simple when like I work with all my best friends as the church staff and I just, you know, it's like it's hard to love the people that you work with. Yeah. It's like what's going on? Yeah. So so uh, speak to it a little bit. What, what do you think about this? Well, first of all, you know, just looking at his two questions, first of all, I mean, and I'll give you a chance to chime in on this too. I think... We ask the question, do we have to love the people at work? 
And I think it's a fair question to ask, and I think it's a good question to ask, yeah. but I also think we kind of know the answer. Yeah, and I think he does too, right? Yeah. Like he like he even said, Do I have to? I I I, I gotta assume it's sarcastic. Like he knows he knows yeah. he has to. Yeah. You know? We were loved when right. we were, you know, Romans five ten. When we when we were enemies, we were loved, you know, and Jesus laid down his life for us. Right. You know? So yeah, absolutely. So right. so listener, yes. You have to love them, but we have more to say than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and j- just real quick again, you know, the the whole theme of scripture is the people of God messing up and yep. um, God continuing to show mercy on them. That's the theme of my life. Yep, you know, hey, me, amen. Me oh, messing man. up and God continuing to love me, and so um, I know it probably sounds a little trite, you know, but yeah, yeah I mean, we are we do need to um, we do need to love the unlovable. And um, we do need to love the people at work that are difficult for us, you yeah. know, whether that's whether they're difficult for us because they, um, you know, they have power over us in the workplace or they're difficult for us because, you know, we just don't like them. They're not a nice person or right. even just if uh, if they're inconvenient, you know, yeah. if if they um, if we want to get our job done and that means not interacting with people but we have people at work who just kind of jump in and want to talk right i mean yeah yeah so i think yeah the easy the easy simple answer to the second part of the question is yes we you know we need to love these people just as god loved us right and i and i think just to not let everybody off the hook this extends absolutely to people with a different worldview different set of beliefs than us. I don't want anybody like thinking like it's just the annoying people. It is absolutely the people that uh, are would would mock our belief system, would have a hard time with us following after Christ and doing the things that are involved in that. Like yes, love love them. You're right. you're absolutely called to love them. Yeah. Um, and and so one of the things that we were kind of wrestling with with this particular question is there is absolutely no way to practically answer this question for everybody that's listening, right? right. Because everybody has a different job uh, and and different situations uh, will come up and different people will be inconvenient or dif- difficult to love in all sorts of different circumstances. Right. Like, so you're a teacher. Uh, we have the guy that wrote this, I believe, is is a cop. Um, we have uh, people who are um, who are doctors, and we have you know lawyer and the different stuff like that. So anyway, it'll it'll look different for everybody. So what we're right. gonna try and do more so is answer this question uh, principally. I mean, I I think we can get into some practical stuff too, but um, I think that we could apply this. Uh, we're gonna try to anyway uh, apply this as much as we can to uh broadly to anybody that could apply this to their particular job place yeah workplace yeah Yeah. so i think you know when you first posed this question to me and i've been thinking about it um first of all one thing that came to my my mind was the conversation between the disciples and jesus where they ask him you know how many times should i forgive someone yeah um and he said you know and they say seven times you know thinking that that's a lot and it is a lot yeah, you know absolutely if someone did something wrong to us seven times in a row um it would put a strain on the relationship for us to just keep forgiving them absolutely you know, each time. but jesus responds by saying not seven times but 70 times seven times meaning that there is no cap there is no right maximum uh you know and um so we're to keep interacting with 
uh, with these people that are hard for us to interact with over and over and over again. Can you just imagine how deflating that was for them? Like they were just really, they really wanted. Yeah, a maybe they thought he'd yeah. fire back with ten times. Yeah, and they were right? like, lowballing it. Right. So like seven sounds good, but if, even if he says 10, 10, 10 to twelve, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that came to my mind, um, and this, this is kind of coming out of just my own life and a relationship that I have with a guy, um, and sort of what God's been teaching him. Um, so he, he's this, he's kind of a, uh, he's kind of a unique guy in that he's very outspoken. Um, and so that's very different than me because I tend to be a non-confrontational person and I don't right. like to, I don't like to do conflict out in the open. You know, I'd rather <laughs> just kind of, um, say nothing. Right. Right. Um, but this guy's very confrontational. He's very insightful. Like he, he can read people very well. Um, yeah. Oh, it sounds and, like a good arguer. Yes, he's yeah. a very good arguer <laughs> and not the kind of guy that you would want to get into like a verbal altercation with yeah. because most of us he'd probably shred. You know, right. And we'd be feeling <laughs> kind of stupid. Um, so you can imagine with that, with those types of talents, you know, this guy at work can be, uh, you know, yeah. oh, I mean, just how people will view him, right? I mean, they might be afraid of him. Uh, you know, they might, they might see him as, uh, you know, kind of a, um, you know, the uncontrollable guy, the unpredictable guy or whatever. Yeah. And sounds what, like he wins a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's, and I think he's used to that. Um, but I think what he's realizing is that winning doesn't, doesn't like build relationship. Yeah. And it sure, certainly isn't going to show the gospel of anybody. Right. Like, you can prove. Right. And prove so, it all you want. Yeah, and so what he's really been hearing God tell him the last few years is, and this is how he would say it, is he'd say, I want you to wear it. You know, when you yeah. see these opportunities at work where you've been slighted, you've been insulted, you've been forgotten, you've been, um, you know, or someone's just wrong, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or someone that you don't like has kind of made themselves vulnerable yeah. <laughs> to, you know, to attack. Um, what he really has been challenged by God to do is just to wear it, to stay silent, um, to not insist on taking advantages of those opportunities to, um, you know, to win. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. that's challenge, challenging. I yes. mean, that's who, yeah. Some of us, let's just fess up out loud that that's absolutely convicting. Uh, even husbands right. confess right now. That's, that's convicting because that's not easy to do. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's where I see it a lot too, is in my marriage relationship, you know, that wanting to get in that last word, um, right. wanting to make sure that someone knows what I've done, you know, yeah. for them or, uh, knows what I've had to put up with, uh, right? You know, absolutely. In a situation, you know, but but yeah. So I think that's in us yeah. to just want that. So absolutely, I think that it will translate into the workplace, right? right? I, I know that about myself. That like, if I'm willing to argue like this or fight for justice on my behalf, uh, like this with my wife, who I I love more than anybody else. Uh, I know that I'm absolutely vulnerable to doing that to people that like I barely know or don't like as much, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, listening to him and talking to him has really, uh, been, um, helpful to me, 
you know, to see, you know, to think about this idea of, well, what does it mean? What would that mean to wear it? What that mean? You know, we, cause we all day long when we're in relationship with people, which most of us are, we have these opportunities, right? Where, Absolutely. um, again, we feel slighted. We want someone to acknowledge what we've done. Uh, we feel hurt. And each one of those opportunities is an opportunity for us to respond either from, you know, you know, respond from ourselves and our own desires or to respond in a way that would be following Jesus and, you know, honoring to Jesus. And, and so, yeah, this idea for him, for this friend of mine, this idea of wearing it is his way of following Jesus in these situations, you know, and, and realizing that, um, I don't have to defend myself every time. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to point out the flaws in someone else. Um, you know, even when, uh, it seems to my advantage to do, or um, I don't have to make sure that everybody knows what I did yeah. for for the company or for the the you know for the good of uh, you know the rest of us. Every yeah, time. and I mean even that's like a practical principle that that Paul gives, like not as people seers or people pleasers that like have everybody's eyes on you um, to be able to do work for God, not. Right for man. And I think that's helpful too. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I just struck me too, you know, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about, you know, he gives these three little illustrations. He says, when you pray, pray behind a closed door, not out on the streets in front of everybody. When you fast, don't make a show of it. Don't, you know, and um, when you, when you give money, uh, don't, don't do it in a way that everybody sees. And he says, when you do those things, you get your reward. Yep. Right. You get your reward, which is people, you know, one day might see it and be like, wow, that guy's impressive or look at how much he gave. Right. But then they forget. And that's Absolutely. all your reward. It's but but Jesus says, but if you do these things just for God. Yeah. You know, behind closed doors, then your reward's going to be from God. Your reward's going to be so much better. And so and he assures us in those passages, God sees like right. God sees that you're doing that. And it really measures our confidence in in the fact that that's a really big deal that God saw and his rewards are better than your pat on the back or you winning that argument or this guy, uh, you know, knowing that you are bigger or better, you know, whatever than him. Yeah. Yeah. So like it measures our confidence in God. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, just to kind of, um, maybe think about how this would, would, you know, how people would receive this, you know, who might be hearing this idea of wearing it. You know, I thought two possible objections to this idea of not speaking out, you know, every time that you have opportunity to at work. Nice. Um, one objection I could see people having is, well, does that make me a doormat? Right. Absolutely. You know, does, and, and even that that even might be wrong, you know, not just that it's not best, but, you know, that that not speaking up, not defending yourself could be, um, you know, could be wrong of you. And and then the second objection I could see people having is, um, you know, are you just stuffing everything down? You know, if you don't, yeah. if you don't speak, if you, if you wear it, you know, and bite your lip and don't say stuff when you're frustrated or angry, is that, are you just going to stuff things down and, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to end up coming out? Yeah, and point. okay, so let's 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 deal with those two because I I would say in the first one especially uh, we have this uh, black and white 
view of standing up for ourselves or not standing up for ourselves. One is absolutely positive, always right. One's absolutely wrong, always, always wrong, right. you know, and it, it, you're either strong or you're weak. Right. And I think, not, not I think, I know uh, Jesus turned this upside down. Right. right. And um, it, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we don't see somebody that though he could have, uh, we don't see somebody that stood up for himself. Um, he stood firm. No one would. I don't think anybody would accuse Jesus of being weak right. um, in face of it, in, in the face of adversity and conflict. Um, but ultimately, he laid down his life when right. he didn't have to. And right. he, he was murdered uh when he did, he could have stopped it right. and didn't, and so when we when we start looking, when we start viewing uh, standing not standing up for ourselves as one hundred percent negative, um, which it sounds it sounds negative, right. like you didn't stand up for yourself, sounds negative. Um, but when we when we view it that way, we've taken our eyes off of Christ right. at that yeah. point because he teaches. He says in the Sermon on the Mount, "Blessed are the meek, yeah, for they will inherit the earth." And then. We look, like you said, we look at his life, and in the end, when he's arrested and put on trial, he stays silent. Yep. Right? They say all kinds of crazy things that we know aren't, you know, from reading the text, we know aren't true. And right. Even an unbeliever reading the text would, would be like, well, that doesn't sound like that's actually what happened. Yeah. But he stays silent, and he doesn't, he doesn't feel the need to, um, to argue or object. Um. Yeah, and I think, you know, just to clarify, staying silent, um, you know, it's not a black and white thing. It doesn't mean there's never a time and place to speak out at work or to uh, defend ourselves at work. Right. But and we just, have categories for that even in the scriptures also. Paul, you know, Paul stood up for himself and spoke right. up when, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, but it, and, and, uh, and we're also not talking about people who are, uh, you know, victims of abuse you know we're not right. saying right. that they should you know that you should take this principle and apply it to uh you know the nth degree and that someone should just take abuse take abuse take abuse without ever not at seeking all. Yeah. to get out of that situation but we are saying that every time you're in a situation at work let's say when you have this you feel slighted you have this opportunity to defend yourself or to go on the attack um in order to you know <laughs> in order to uh you know, benefit yourself, there is a third option, which is to, uh, you know, to kind of choose not to do it out of love for the other person. Yeah. And I, and I think that that, you know, when, when Jesus wanted to sum up, uh, pleasing God, he, or loving God, he, he, or the law, he would say, love, love God, with all your heart and love your neighbor. And like, I, and John in first John would make a really big case that you can't do one without the other. Yeah. Um, and I, and to have that as like a foundational principle for however you deal and whoever you deal with at work would be really helpful to, right. to simply say, I want to love God. Therefore I have to love you. Right. Um, and I can't, I can't drive, I, I can't, separate those two. In fact, like, like John says, like, if you claim to love God, but hate your brother, you're a liar. You're, you're not, you're not at all loving God if you're, if you're not able to love your brother. And, and so we need, we need to hear that. And that's, we need to make sure that, that we understand a uh, principle that, that, that like being willing to wear it and being yeah. willing to, um, you know, uh, 
come after or, or, or respond in love as opposed to how maybe we would more naturally respond to somebody who is irritating us at work um, is is to be more like Jesus and ultimately is worshipful to God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we want that. I mean, if we're followers of Jesus, that's what we want. We want to honor God. We want to love God. Um, but he <laughs> built into his word pretty bluntly and clearly that to love him, we, we got to love people, yeah. even, even the unlovable, hard, difficult people. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and then the other, you know, this other objection might be, you know, if we don't speak out, if we don't defend ourselves, then are we just stuffing down the hurt and the frustration and all that stuff? And it's just going to blow up another time. And I actually think this is the one that I need to worry about because as someone who doesn't like confrontation, I am apt to just stuff things down that I'm frustrated with. And then, you know, if it's stuff at work, then I end up blowing up at home, you know, yeah. and that's doubly yeah. wrong, right? Cause not <laughs> yeah. only am I blowing up and out of control, but I'm blowing up on people that don't deserve to, you know, yeah, don't, absolutely. don't deserve to get that, um, you know, coming out of me cause they weren't the ones who made me angry in the first place. Right. Um, and so we'd have to say like, ultimately, like the goal isn't just to shove it down there. Right. The ultimately the goal is to have that change in us and right. have our hearts soften it toward people. The more and more that we can fix our eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Right. Like, so this is not a prescription to sh- just shove it all down there, dude. Never, never talk about it. And because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. It, it will happen. You're, you're in a, kick your dog or you're you're gonna you know give somebody the finger on the freeway or something (laughs) like like it's gonna come out of you so so ultimately this isn't like the wearing it principle is not to just shove everything down hoping that it disappears it is ultimately to keep our eyes fixed on jesus and as we do that our heart changes and then our desire to stand up for ourselves or to uh ignore the the quote unquote annoying or time stealer, or even those that are mocking us, uh, to have our heart changed eventually to the place where it's more like Jesus. And it it does love even people like me, you know? Um, and I think, I think Paul might've been driving at this, uh, I don't, I don't know if he was thinking workplace, but, but when he was talking about in Romans 12, when he really starts, um, demonstrating how the gospel plays itself out practically. Um, So in chapter 12, when he writes, uh, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. And he does that. He's talking to people that have experienced the mercies of God. He's not saying like, hey, any other person that is out there who is just, you know, you should be better at being nice to people. He's saying like people that have experienced the mercies of God. um, And then he says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Let your mind be new. And then he does all these awesome, like countercultural ways that that plays out. You know, he says things like, let love be genuine, um, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection. Um, but then he gets down to maybe more uh, applicable to our conversation when he says, at the workplace, listener, uh, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And he says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, uh, live peaceably with everyone. And he says, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. And I, and I think that that is so cool to think like, um, I don't need in this spot 
to defend myself. I'd much rather choose to love you because God loved me and and then to even come before God and say, God, I think some injustice is happening here, but I trust you rather than my ability to decide what is just and not just. Um, and so I'll leave it for you to, yeah. to deal with that. And what a, what a cool, I mean, this is that, what a godly way of handling a difficult circumstance at work or a right. person at work. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, um, you know, I think the passage that comes into my head is Philippians two, where Paul is presenting this beautiful picture of Jesus. Um, and he, uh, you know, he says we should be the same as Christ who was God, but didn't consider equality with God or the, you know, people acknowledging who he was as something that he was going to grasp after in his life. But instead he becomes a servant. And, you know, this, this picture of, Jesus coming and deserving worship, deserving praise, deserving everything that a king should have, but instead being willing to put up with all the, you know, (laughs) yeah, Uh, being, you know, just all the garbage that people gave him, you know, and not acknowledging who he was. Constantly, too. Yeah. And so every time at work that we wear it, you know, that we have an opportunity to lash out or fight back or defend ourselves and we choose not not to, right, or not not love. love. And we choose not to do that, not because we're trying to avoid, like I often do, but because we realize we have a choice. Yeah. And we can choose out of love to just be silent um, and to wear it. When we do that, um, in a small way, we're living life the way that Christ lived it, right? Yeah. Which was, yeah, like you said, which is trusting that God's going to be the one to vindicate right. us, not not ourselves, not, you know, it's putting our, it's putting our, our life in a sense in God's hands and then just trusting that he's going to make it, you know, his outcome is always going to be better than anything that we might try and manage on ourselves anyway. Yeah. And that, and that takes faith. Like that takes trust because it, it's not, I mean, and I'll probably, I'll just be (laughs) absolute here. It's not going to be exactly how we wanted it in the timeline that we would want it. Um, and so, but I, but I will say this, like in these, in these relationships with people that, that are difficult and trying and inconvenient and all those things, I, I think it's also important to come from the, maybe the other angle and realize uh, that the principles, the very, very biblical principles of patience, endurance, and perseverance, those are those are helpful things for this because it's not going to be overnight. That person, right. like you might have one victory and praise God and, th- and thank God for that, that like you could have said something, but you chose love instead. That is not all of a sudden going to melt that person's heart and they're right. going to come to Christ or they're going to be your best friend. Yeah. Like, like we got to know that and, and know that the long haul, the long race, uh, is, is what we're shooting for. Um, and to where you, you know, like you were going to say, like you said, like, it's going to be every day. It's going right. to be Wednesday morning. It's going to be Friday afternoon when you just want to go home, um, all of that is going to be um, where you're going to choose love um, as opposed to your way or your view of justice. And um, I think maybe, uh, I don't know if in closing, but I want to I hear your thoughts on this too. But uh, I also want to say, and maybe this is pastorally, don't hope to get this way um, just on your own. You're... you're <laughs> 
your way of dealing with it will always be to fight for yourself. It will always be to, uh, and, and ultimately it'll be just to ignore that annoying person. It will never be to inconvenience yourself by loving them. Right. You will always answer yourself. Do I need to love them? No, I don't. I don't want to. You will always answer it that way. And so, um, this is where you have to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you hope to respond in a Christ like way, you have to know Jesus and be spending time with Jesus. And and I would say uh, the best place that Jesus is on display is in, in the scriptures. And and so if you're wanting to do this and love Jesus and, and love people in a Christ-like way every day, spend time with him in the scriptures every day. Um, join a small group where, where you can actually uh, uncork some of this stuff and talk with people in similar circumstances as you and, and let them speak uh challenges and and cry and speak Jesus into you and say hey here's here's maybe what Christ would do in a circumstance like that and and so do the practical things that help you to change and be more Christ-like right. yeah yeah I think the key is that to be this kind of person to be the kind of person who doesn't feel the need to stand up for ourselves in every situation yeah um, we have to be transformed. Yes, because we're so our our vision and our perspective is so small. Yeah, you know, we just see our own life and we just see our own needs, and not even just our own life, but just like this moment. What do I need right now in exactly. order to be happy? You know, or fulfilled, or uh, you know, whatever. And we even have the hard time seeing the big picture of our own life. You know, let alone the you know all of creation. Yeah. So we need to be transformed, right? I mean, we need to have a different narrative being spoken into our minds on a regular basis consistently yeah. consistently that that really will empower us to wear it yeah or to not wear it in that situation where we do need to just like for me i do need to be willing to enter into conflict because because even though that's uncomfortable and i don't want to that in that moment maybe that's the most loving thing that i could do because i need to address this situation with this person head on rather than always skirting it Right. And, and maybe someone would say, well, how are you going to know the difference? Exactly. Like that's that's you won't right. and it, you won't in your own power. You will always do what's more comfortable, more easy or, or right. easier for you. Yeah. Um, and, and you won't naturally uh, respond like Christ. Yeah. And if you are a follower of Jesus, you want to. And so, yeah, like I, I loved your picture of let a different story be spoken into you consistently and daily so hop into the scriptures before you go to work if that if that's better or you know put them in your brain before you fall asleep at night whatever you got to do I, i'm not yeah. trying to prescribe a specific thing but but we need that because because like as as bluntly as i can say it dude who wrote this question you aren't going to be this guy that we've described none of us are um uh just by hoping to be right. none of us and, yeah and this we is need not Jesus. one of those i mean it, Knowing that you have a problem is great. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but we on. all have the problem. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, just wanting to be a better person at work is not gonna, you know, because because inevitably, what happens at work is what happens everywhere else in life. You get in these like moments of crisis or little moments yep. of uh, frustration or you know time crunch or whatever, and then suddenly the real you is always gonna be the one that comes out, you know, yep. in whatever situation. And if you don't have that other narrative transforming who the real you is then in those crunch times, you know, that, that 
you know. You're going to blow it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you're totally. going to say, do I got to love them? No, I don't. Here we go. <laughs> so I hope, I hope the answer, that answer uh, helps you out, listener, and anybody else that listens to this and is, is wanting to love people better at work, which I hope is all of you. If you're a follower of Jesus, uh, seek to love the people around you and, and uh, preach the gospel to them and let them see Jesus there. They need it there. Nice. And so uh, thank you very much, Joe, for being here with us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Cody. And this is uh, Cody signing off the Don't Ask Me That, the local pastor podcast. <laughs>